The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. Uh, I am affectionately known as Coach. Uh, my name is Joe Sarbati, and I'm joined with uh, the person affectionately known as DFS Shark, uh, which would be Mike Apatria. How are you tonight, Mr. Mike? Doing swell, actually. I mean, I had my hometown league. Anybody that's heard me uh, clamor about it last last year knows how important this league is to me. Um, so I got that in the books. I, I had the eighth overall pick, coach. I love my team, and I, I left Good. there. I left there feeling like a shark, man. I felt like I took advantage of these guys that I do it with every year. Um, but I also could tell that some guys are listening to me because uh, whether it's or, or reading my stuff because they, I got snaked a few times. Uh, who did you end up getting eighth? Uh, eighth overall. So it's a head-to-head league. Um, I kind of went for a little reach, and not really a reach. I took Drummond. Um, basically wow. between Drummond, Drummond, Lillard, and Kawhi at that spot. Uh, but I knew I knew I, th- I wasn't going to take anybody else to really harm my free throw going forward, so I'd still be able to combat that on top of just his elite uh, production and just rebounding, good steals, good blocks, elite f- uh, field goal, uh, very, very good base. I didn't have to take another big for a little while, and then uh, – I think after that I followed it with Trey Young, uh, third pick, nice. I, I, and this is where it just this is where I just started taking advantage. It was just these. I don't know if some of them didn't know how to draft. I know one of the guys in there actually writes for us over here at Hoop Ball. His name's uh, Santino Cocone, good buddy. Oh, of mine. Santino is yeah. an awesome guy at judging teams. I I've been sending everybody over uh, on our forums because I love the breakdown he does of, of people's squads he yeah nice, he knows his nice stuff job. he's the one guy yeah. that's always my competition in these leagues for our hometown we grew up with each other so um nice. you know, he, oh i didn't know that yeah, wow same uh we're i think he's a year younger than me same town same high school we've been uh we've been good buddies since we were probably about you know 10 years old or so so wow yeah he was uh he was looking for a place to write and i told him i was like you know come on over we're looking he's for really him. he's he's really good he, he really is i'm a big fan yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I we started our 40th season draft uh, online, and we're through two rounds so far. And I had the fifth pick this year, and I was able to get Curdy fifth. And then somehow, some way, dude, you never believe it. On the way back, I got Joel Embiid. So oh, that's a that's a steal. So I couldn't believe it. I was actually hoping he would fall to me, uh, and I would just go double big and just take Embiid and Drummond and just sit back, and then yeah. not have to take another big for a while. Um, he went obviously; he should at least by the turns, you know, on the way back or on the way there, he should always be going in that spot. But I ended up, uh, I ended up, you know, like I said, taking Trey Young. I had the choice of Westbrook or Young. Um, I went Young just so I can help combat that that free throw percentage I was talking about. You know, Trey Young. Monster. Elite, yeah. elite and just the upside that he's going to possess i get great threes great assists um doesn't really hurt you anywhere so i i like that and like i said i i ended up taking a few guys that shouldn't have been there i think i got drew holiday in the third and then uh i think conley was there in the in the fourth john collins in the fifth uh valance in the sixth wow so I, Colin 
Collins, the Collins that late is ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be either. Um, I ended up grabbing guys, you know, a couple couple guys I was looking forward to this year, like Thomas Bryant, uh, Tomas Sadaransky, uh, you know, a few other few other names in there too. But very overall, nice. I think I, I think I left feeling good, Coach. But it's not about our year long fantasy teams. I know we already, uh, you know, if people wanted to hear that, they'd be going to listen to Dan. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We are DFS. We only care about right now, today. We live in one day segments in this DFS world. So it's, uh, we are, it's exciting. I I got to do uh, my first show with Andrew uh, yesterday and, but what a, what a great addition he is for the third guy. Uh, And I thought he's, he did a terrific job. So I'm I'm excited to have him uh, on the team for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it's, let's just give him a quick shout out. Go follow him if you're not already uh, at Language Olympic. You, I mean, you can't forget that. It's like a very no. unique name. So uh, give yes. him a nice follow if you haven't already. We have to find out the story behind that at some point. There's got to be some reasoning. So we'll have to dig in on that at some point. But, uh, you know, we're coming to you. It is Sunday night. We always uh, record the show the night before the slate. Tomorrow's slate is for Monday, October 14th. It's a nice, healthy six-game slate, and uh, so we're we're gonna dive right in. Uh, you know, right before we get started here, uh, our presenting sponsor is Fantasy Draft, so we'd like to give them a monster shout out. Did you play the the Hooters half a million? Uh, yeah. So I was crazy busy this morning. So generally, I'd put in like you know two or three. Um, mm-hmm. When I was really hot, I was putting in like four, and then I told you I, I you know, I lost last week, so I kind of toned it back. But I didn't have enough time to really dive into it and you know really invest myself up until lock. So I did the smart thing, and I you know I played one lineup and just kind of did a shell. And mm-hmm. I, if it was one of those things where if I probably put in three or four, I would have had one that cashed very high because I had a lot of the nuts guys in it. Um, wow. I just slipped up on one or two spots, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I donated this week and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Cause I know I got the start of the regular season approaching and that's kind of where I'm, I'm gearing towards now. I'm, I'm pretty much done with the football. Um, yeah. Once next Sunday is the, next Sunday's the last football week with no basketball. So yeah, that'll be, uh, we'll be going a different direction, but we encourage all of our listeners to continue to, to go to fantasydraft.com, sign up with the promo code hoopball all one word, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, and get your seven-day free trial uh, up to $1,000 in contests. And uh, they're going to go live uh, a week from Tuesday uh, with NBA. So we'll be all over that because I love playing on Fantasy Draft because they're more positionless and you can play three, four centers if you want. You can pile up guys in different positions uh, it's awesome. But, centers, uh, centers, centers. That's, yeah. You know I love my centers, Coach. So That's for uh, sure. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> no doubt. So we thank Fantasy Draft and Hoopball, and, and uh, we're excited uh, to just jump right into the slate. Today, I'll tell you, I'm a little tired today. There was a double slate with an early and later slate being a Sunday, and there were just a massive amount of scratches. So uh, you know, I want to make sure everybody knows, you know, we're, we're doing this show. We're going through all of our choices and discussions and breaking it down. But you have to stay up to speed uh, on all of the delay changes because we have uh, only uh, five more days of, of, uh, of games. We have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 
and that's it. Preseason is over. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is a, a three-day break, and then boom, Tuesday we're in. So there's going to be a ton of changes in these last five days. Scratches, guys sitting, guys playing limited minutes, people coming back from injury that you know. And then there's going to be some dress rehearsals in in here where guys are going to play 30 minutes. So it, stay up to date uh, with us constantly on Twitter at Hoopball Fantasy uh, is is where you want to get all of our Hoopball teams back there with blurbs and everything, constant updates. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He's at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then Andrew's at uh, um, Language Olympics. So stay up with those. I want to read that sort of warning first because, you know, there were a lot of guys I noticed that didn't pay attention today. There were like 8% owned Giannis and all these guys that didn't get in. And man, you can you can make a difference. It it's the reason I won a bunch of my 50-50s is because people took zeros. And even guys like I had a horrific performance from Colin Sexton. Did you happen to see any of that Cleveland game? Seven turnovers. I saw that. Oh um, my God. That's unbearable. He, he had a complete meltdown. He had seven turnovers in the first half. And he was over from everything i just complete meltdown so there's a reason i, I drafted able, garland <laughs> yeah i was I only got seven and a half fantasy points from him and still was able to hang in there in the 50 50s because like i say a lot of guys took zeros so stay up on it you know especially in this slate uh you know where there's five six games every day this week all right first game atlanta hawks i'll dive in they're playing the miami heat uh, that's the first game that locks, and it's a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central lock tomorrow, uh, which is, when you're if you're listening to this tomorrow, will be on Monday. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks have uh, uh, Herter and Crab are out, from what I have listed, and Evan Turner is a game-time decision, very questionable. Um, you know, I know I've gone to the Trey Young um well a million times uh, i think because it's miami miami's pace is a little slower uh they defend well their team defense is solid uh i think most of their guys are going to play and be in their rotation so uh i think i'm going to actually pass on trey for the first time um i'm going to look more towards john collins i just you know he's played uh somewhat minimal mis- minutes uh, I just like uh, his matchup against the Heat better uh, than Trey's tomorrow. And I think I'm going to fire up uh, some John Collins, but that's the only interest I have in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really tough for them just because, like you said, the pace down spot and the Heat, uh, they're, they're good on defense. They're going to be good on defense. I know there's a lot of new names kind of in the, on that team, but, you know, bringing in Butler, Bam's defense is rock solid. Uh, Myers Leonard, a big body. So that's going to be the matchup that Collins is facing. And, you know, he's not necessarily mm-hmm. known for his defense, but he's a big guy. Um, it's going to cause some problems, especially when behind him is Bam. So it's going to, you know, he's going to have to stretch him. And if that's the case, he's going to be shooting a little bit more. So um, I'm okay with John Collins. I don't, you know, I wouldn't mind if you didn't want to play really anybody on Atlanta. Um, you know, where I would take advantage would be on the other side of the ball. And this is the team facing Atlanta. That way they get that uptick in pace. 
Uh, but yeah, John Collins, I'm okay with, and you know, I wouldn't knock you if you want to play Trey Young. Um, I'm not going to just take him out of my player pool. Um, he's a guy that can just get hot very quickly. And if, you know, John Collins is finishing at the rim a lot, let's say, and having a good game, um, there's going to be a few Trey Young assists that are coming along with it. No doubt. So you're more going to pass this game then yeah, in general? Yeah. I mean, we have six games on the slate tonight. Um, you know, there's going to be a few later on in the night that are going to be some pretty high tempo games. Um, and one right in the middle that I have interest in. So there's three games that I'm going to put a lot of my attention into. And then, you know, two guys or two teams, I guess you could say, um, from another game that are going to have a little bit of my interest. But this this game's not really doing too much for me overall. Okay. All right, let's, let's jump over the other side of the ball, the Miami Heat. Uh, the only guy I have listed right now as out for sure is Kelly Olenek. Uh, there's a lot of game time decision guys on this team, you know, and the heat is, is very uh, famous for resting guys a lot in the preseason. So uh, that scares me big time. Um, I, I'm personally going to go back to the Bam Adebayo uh, mix here. I think that, uh, you know, this, the, the 20 minute runs that he's been getting, he's been so incredibly effective. And Atlanta on the other side of the ball, you know, Len's been out. They've been a little short at the big spot. I think Collins is more playing the four and going to be matching up, I believe, against, uh, you know, uh, more of a a Derek Jones Jr. or Myers Leonard or whoever else is in there uh, alongside of of Bam. So uh, I'm going to counter the Collins with the Bam move. And then I just right now they're trying to figure out the whole Winslow Wood position. Dragic is Dragic is playing a little bit. Uh, Waiters is having a good spring. Butler obviously playing well, and you know the emergence of Tyler Hero and some of their other players. It's just too deep for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on Bam in this game and go from there. Uh, Bam's always a great call. He's somebody I just mentioned a few uh, minutes ago off air. I'm really looking forward to the season that he's going to have this year. Um, I think it's going to be obviously a career year with the new opportunity he has. But I know that there was an update um, on Deion Waiters that he was actually away from the team um, for personal reasons. So there's you know there's a chance um, that he doesn't play. I would almost kind of project him not playing unless we hear anything differently. Okay. Um, that's just kind of going to be my approach. You know, that we are looking at this the day before. So like, uh, like you said earlier in the show, keep monitoring that. But I think that's going to, if he does sit, I think I'm going to be looking at Tyler hero again. Um, just, he just feels like one of the guys that I could feel more confident with his minutes in this starting lineup. I'm not going to go and try to force Tyler hero in my, any of my lineups. Um, but I'm with you on bam. And if there was somebody else I was going to play from this game, it would probably be hero. I like it. I've been big on him all all, uh, preseason for sure. All right, we move on to game two, and it's the Charlotte Hornets against the Memphis Grizz. And uh, you want to jump in there and take Charlotte? Yeah, sure. Um, For me, it's pretty simple here. It's Terry Rozier, it's P.J. Washington, it's Miles Bridges. That's it. Um, I have... You know, decent interest in all three of them. Uh, not going to go overboard on any of them just because we know that Memphis does have a pretty uh, solid front court. They're young, but those guys are athletic, being Jaron Jackson and uh, Clark. So it, it, it's, it can go either way with this game, but I think um, those are the only three guys that I would have any interest on in the Hornets. 
I think that makes sense. And, you know, I, I've noticed, uh, you know, I've, I think I've taken Rozier pretty much every preseason game Charlotte's played and usually bumpered him in there with another guy uh, on the squad, uh, you know, either a Bacon or Bridges or one of those guys. But I think I'm probably going to go solo with Rozier because we have such, uh, you know, a, a much bigger slate and a lot of guys to choose from. But, you know, the you got to look for the guys like Rogier that are getting deeper runs in these games. Uh, he was actually in the game, you know, through the first three minutes of the fourth quarter, uh, the last time through. So, uh, you know, the, the continuity and the, and the rhythm they're trying to build within that team. Uh, he is definitely a, a guy that I'm going to go to, um, you know, you know, I, I like this, this matchup now, again, you know, Memphis, everybody always associates with slow, and it's not going to be that anymore. It's, you know, Memphis is going to be go, go, go. So I think it may even be a pace up game uh, for both of these teams. And, you know, for that reason, I'm going Terry Rozier. I mean, yeah, he's also going to get a, a matchup against a rookie who's a little bit undersized. So uh, it's if anybody has a good matchup or the best matchup on the court for them, I would I would assume it's him. Um and if we, you know, I think we could jump right over to Memphis and, you know, this is a team that I'm pretty excited about uh, going into the regular season. I'm going to be playing a lot of shares of Memphis this year. Uh, we kind of already know that Jonas Valachunas is going to be held out for, it looks like the rest of the preseason for them. Correct. Uh, he's been dealing with a sore foot. So that's something that they don't want to risk. I don't, I mean, it might not be a big deal at all, but he's a guy that he's had injury history in the past. He's never really eclipsed that 27 minute mark until he came over here to Memphis. So Looks like right. they're just going to take it easy. But for me, that, that opens up a lot of value when, when Jonas is sitting. And it goes to Bruno Caboclo. It goes to you know guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, I just mentioned it, the rookie. Um, I, I, Brandon Clark. Yeah, I, I'm expecting you know big games from two out of the three of these guys. Uh, Bruno has been flashing, and Bruno looks like he's kind of playing for um, that rotation spot. You know, he wants he's playing for his minutes right now. Clark, we already kind of know he's going to be in the fold, but he's a little bit raw as well. So I would probably lean more towards those guys just because, um, you know, we don't know the minute scenario. We don't know exactly what they're going to get, but I can pretty much feel confident that those guys are going to hit near the 20 mark, if not over it. I like it. For me, I'm looking at firing up two rookies here. I like John Morant and I like Brandon Clark. I think, uh, you know, it's starting to become evident that Clark is going to make this team and be in the ro rotation now that Joe Val is, is questionable to start out. I think Clark's earned it. And I think that, you know, again, the young talent trying to get rhythm, trying to get into the system, you know, makes me – very interested at really good pricing for both Jaw and Brandon Clark. So I'm going to try to fit both of them in. I may use just Jaw in cash, and then uh, use both of them in a GPP. Yeah, and I mean, like that's a good call. Morant is a guy that can explode. We know the kind of upside that he possesses. Number two overall pick in the draft, so um, he can produce with his assists. We've seen him get up there with high assist games, and he always looks for his own shot as well. So, um, and Rozier is not necessarily known for his defensive prowess. So, not I, at I, all. I, I think they'll run back and forth each other like crazy. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, I, I do like the Grizzly side of the ball a lot more, and they're one of the teams I mentioned. You know, this isn't a game I'm all over, but I'll be all, I'll be all over the Grizzlies in this one. Um, Charlotte, you know, like I said, they have a few defensive matchups that are going to be tough for them. 
Rozier is going to be able to take advantage of his, I think, on job. But other than that, I think that it's going to be tough for them to match up with the other guys. So I don't see them scoring a whole bunch of points in this game. And we kind of seen it evident in preseason games prior to this one uh, that they're going to struggle to put points up in general. I'm with you, man. All right. We're on to game three. We'll be th- get through half the slate here. Oklahoma City at Dallas. Um, Oklahoma City out already is Chris Paul and Steven Adams. Um, you know, so those guys are sitting. And it's, it, you know, I, I'll tell you what, the, I, I read another report today where they're truthfully actively already shopping Paul Adams uh, and Gallinari. So good Lord. I interesting to see what, what's remaining once this team uh, really gets going. But uh, you know, with, with those guys out, you know, I think a lot of ownership's going to go to uh, Shea. I mean, he's uh, also Schroeder is um, uh, questionable. So, you know, with Paul and, and Schroeder being questionable, I think, you know, Shea's got to be a monster play. I, even though he's going to be chalk and high owned, I'm certainly going to use him in some lineups. Uh, you know, he just shows so much uh, leadership out there for such a young guy. Uh, I'm excited to plug him in. And then I'm going to go uh, one of the contrarian plays I'm going to use with with Gallinari, uh, uh, questionable, Adams out, Noel's, they're protecting his minutes a little bit. Uh, I sort of like Darius Baisley. He's been getting some minutes off their bench. I think they're trying to determine if he's going to be one of their guys of the future that they can count on in their rotation uh, and determining, you know, exactly what role he's going to play, whether it be, uh, you know, the two-way contract, uh, et cetera. So uh, sort of an odd one, but I think this is the time of, of the preseason where it doesn't hurt to throw a, a 1% contrarian guy in there. Like, you know, my, my man TJ or uh, Tyler Johnson came through big for me the other night. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping Baisley – uh, can fill that role, and then Shea obviously uh, is going to be a major play for me. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you touched on Noel because he is nursing what looks to be like a shoulder injury. They said it's not serious, and his he's expected to be available. Um, he's questionable now, but they're expecting him to be available. Doesn't right. mean that they're expecting him to play 30 minutes or anything like that. So he he sat out the last game. Um, yeah. So this this is something where even if he is available, he's still going to be in my player pool because we know what the kind of upside he, is, he has. Um, if we get better wind of knowing that he's playing at least 18 to 22 minutes, uh, I think he's definitely in play. But I think other than that, I'm going to be with just Shea. Uh, those two guys, I feel like, are the, one, are the two that I have confident um, in their point-per-minute ability. Um, and if I know, I, I, think, I think Shea is pretty much a lock for some decent minutes. It's just um, how much minutes would Noel play. No doubt about it. All right, on the on the Dallas side of the ball, uh, they have two guys. Uh, well, actually, uh, Finney Smith is ruled out for sure. He is not playing. Dwight Powell is also another one of those guys that is going to be uh, sat through the entire preseason. So he is he is out. And also, uh, Jalen Brunson uh, was announced out. So uh, you know, the, a few guys sitting. Um, you know, the Luca Porzingis scenario, Luca obviously has paid off monster in his last two outings. Um, you know, I just, 
from watching Carlisle all these years, I just am so in fear that Luca only plays, you know, 15, 18 minutes. So I'm not going to put Luca in there, even though he just looks phenomenal right now. Uh, I, I'm probably going to go back to the Chris Dapps well again, because uh, he didn't play a ton the last game. And I, you know, he is healthy, he is feeling good, uh, you know, and I, I think he can smash in 20 to 22 minutes. Um, after that, I just, I'm, I'm not going anywhere here. I, you know, Dallas has a ton of depth in the other positions. Bray is back. DeLon Wright's trying to fit in. Curry, all these guys. And it just, it's too, it's too much of a crapshoot, uh, even with, to me, with Maxi and Boban and everybody else. So I'm going to find a little uh, Chris Stapp's love tomorrow. And, uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for me for Dallas. Uh, I'm with you on the Doncic. Um, I mean, yeah, you're you're got to be a little scared about the minutes eventually if they end up getting cut a little bit. But it's it's kind of hard to fade him at this point. He's just he's just looks phenomenal. He's shooting a ton. He's doing a little bit of everything. And if he's playing, you know, twenty to twenty five minutes, it, you, you got to plug him in at that point. So I'm gonna. It's hard not to, but I mean, he is going to probably be one of the top two or three owned guys in, on the slate. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's it's kind of that thing where, yes, if I'm playing 10 lineups, I'm going to have shares of them. Um, I'd probably have them in about five out of my 10 if I did. I, I, have, I do have confidence in him. Um, another guy is I do have interest in Kleber. I know you kind hmm. of said that you, you, you know, you're not really looking at him, but he, he's been playing great this preseason. We know that there's no Powell. We know that there's no Finney Smith. Um, he's going to have to get run at the four and the five. So I'm expecting um, probably about 25 minutes, 24 minutes from him. If not, it could be even a little bit more. Um, he's one of their main bigs. He's going to be in the rotation. So he's a guy that I have interest in. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a big DeLon Wright game. So, I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna pivot off Doncic, it maybe makes sense in GPPs, not in cash games, not in your 50-50 or heads up, uh, maybe to take a stab at DeLon Wright. He's got massive upside always. He can produce in multiple ways. Um, and this is kind of going to be a good matchup for him. This should be a pretty up-tempo game. I, I, I wish I could say, you know, I, I agreed with that one, but I've watched every minute of the Mavs preseason, and uh, to me, he looks just horrific offensively. I mean, he's... I mean, totally out of sync. It does just his shot looks bad. Um, I, you know, I'm really concerned because that could be a big punch in the gut for the Mavs if he doesn't get it going. So I'm, I'm monster fade on DeLon and, and uh, until I see just a sign of some type of offensive skill. But that's, that's, uh, that's a pretty much it for me for the Mavs. Anything else Mavs wise? Nah, that's it. Uh, stay away from the bench other than those guys, you know. Yeah, too deep. Who knows what's going to happen there. Hardaway had a big game last game, but you can't count on any of that stuff. There's no way. Um, all right, halfway through, uh, we're, we're motoring along at a little bit better pace. We're, we're consciously trying to, to pick up the pace as we start getting more and more games because, uh, you know, it's going to get a little bit uh, nutsy next week when we have 10, 12 game slates uh, to get through, and we want to make sure, uh, you know, to touch on all of them. So uh, just briefly, again, as at the halfway point, uh, we thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Jump on there, fantasydraft.com, Hoopball's the promo code. Support them. Uh, you can find us seven days a week, 
without question, in my opinion, we have the best free DFS daily content in the industry. Uh, we're get, just getting massive amounts of followers, so we thank you for that. Jump on, you know, we're, we're finding a lot of people hitting us up on iTunes, a bunch on YouTube. Please take the time when you when you catch our pods, uh, you know, to give us a quick uh, rate, review, subscribe, five stars, thumbs up, some likes. Uh, those mean a lot for our sponsors. And, you know, if it wasn't for, for uh, Fantasy Draft and for Hoopball, we wouldn't be able to bring this free content to you. You know, I listen to a lot of these shows, some of them behind pretty expensive paywalls. And believe me, what we're bringing you is – uh, all of that and then some, and so we want to keep being able to do that. And you can find us every day, as like I said, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere podcasts are found. So uh, jump on, stay with us. We're getting ready for this, you know, a week from Tuesday. We've got five more days of preseason, and then, and then we get real, my man. We start rolling. Uh, we I do. I can't wait, uh, man. I can't wait. So game four, Sacramento Kings, Utah Jazz. Sacramento has four guys out already, so that's interesting. Ariza, Eulis, Joseph, and Giles have all been ruled out. Uh, so would you like to take the Kings, sir? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we, we know the big names, obviously, with, uh, you know, Heald, Fox, and Bagley. Those guys are always in play. I don't think too many people need to tell us, you know, tell them that. It is a tough matchup against Utah. So if you wanted to, you know, penny pinch and, you know, Fox has a tough matchup with Conley. Bagley might see some time down low against Gobert. Um, but Buddy Heald should still be able to run wild if he wants. So I, I still think all those guys are in play. But I'm actually going to – I have some interest in the Serbian, Bogdanovic. Um, with Trevor Ariza out and Corey Joseph out, he should have free reign of a lot of those bench minutes, um, playing some backup at, at the three and the two. So I, I kind of have some interest in him, and he's actually going to be one of my favorite tournament plays on the night. Outstanding. Outstanding. Good call. Um, this is going to shock you, but I'm actually passing on Sacramento. I'm in Utah against Utah's defense, with the, even with those, all those guys out. I, I just watched uh, you know, a, a ton of Yogi Ferrell and uh, you know, uh, all these guys, uh, Rashawn Holmes, everybody sort of getting minutes. So uh, I'm going to be fast, simple, and easy, and I am going to pass this Sacramento game for this evening. And that'll take us over to Utah. Utah has two guys listed out as of now, Exum and Moutier. Um, you know, I think I'm expecting with Sacramento's, uh, you know, pace that it's going to really help Utah. Um, their last game was extremely dismal. Uh, nobody did a whole lot of anything. It was a really bad fantasy game. But I, I see an uptick here, I think, you know, in front of that Utah crowd. They sell out games even in the preseason. And I think they want to really start getting some continuity uh, together, which, you know, it seems like they've had a, a real choppy amount of minutes uh, thus far. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about rolling up some Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Uh, those two guys are both on my list. You know, Gobert is still pretty fresh. He had sat out the game before last. You know, Mitchell hasn't been pushed hard, uh, you know, coming off the Team USA FIBA thing. I think, uh, 
Coach Snyder has been pretty easy with him. But I think he'll get some shots up against the Sacramento team. Uh, you know, they, they don't guard uh, shooting guards very well. So for me, it's Mitchell and Gobert, uh, and I definitely have interest in the Jazz side. I mean, shooting guards against Sacramento has been a thing for us DFS players for probably about two, three years now. Um, and, and, and it should continue to be. So, yeah, for me, it's it's basically just those two guys, uh, Mitchell, Gobert. We just know what kind of upside they both have. I'm not ready to kind of pull the trigger on Conley. And, you know, it's preseason. We're not necessarily focused on price as much. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're when you're tinkering with your lineup and it comes down to an extra couple hundred bucks might matter. And, uh, you know, only being 500, you know, less than Mitchell, I, I just don't want to pay for that just yet. Um, I would expect that maybe we see something from either Eagles or uh, Bogdanovich, a decent game from one of those two. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there, especially, you know, you're a cash game player. Uh, it, when it comes to uh, trying to guess which guy's going to have the good game, I'd rather just fade both of them. So I'm with you. Just the two big names, Mitchell, Gobert, and I'll, uh, I'll find some spots in other games. Beautiful. All right. We're on the same page there for sure. All right. We go to the uh, game five, the Denver Nuggets at – my coach's favorite Phoenix Suns preseason squad. And uh, for Denver, uh, very, very questionable are uh, Malik Bills, Beasley, and Paul Millsap. Uh, they're not both r- ruled out yet, but I don't think either one of them is going to play personally from what I read. So I'll let you do the Nuggets so that I can take coaches, coaches Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I mean, I was I was on Jokic the other night. He didn't kind of give me the game I wanted. Um, it's just for these starters, there's no real reason for any of them to get a ton of minutes with this team being as deep as it is. So I think most of my targets for the Nuggets um, might be coming from the bench, uh, whether it's, you know, Monte Morris or uh, Jeremy Grant, just knowing that Grant would probably see a few more minutes if Millsat uh, sits. Um, and then, you know, Michael Porter Jr. should be getting a little bit more of an extended run if we see Millsap sit as well. But I'm not quite ready just to pull the trigger on Porter Jr. just yet. Uh, hey, well, this the, the Nuggets uh, are, are really a sore spot for me because I'm uh, there's been eight. I'm sorry, nine preseason days so far. I've had eight winning days and one losing day. And my losing day was because I took Jokic as my main play, and he didn't do much of anything. And then somehow, some way, I had plugged Torrey Craig in there, and he didn't play. He's been my only goose egg of the preseason. So I am just hating on the Nuggets right now. I am mad. I am not a happy camper. So I don't know. You know, it's uh, with those two guys, if they don't play – you know, they're, they're still so deep. Denver, you know, and we said it last time too, and I still fell into the trap is, they're, you know, they have a good 10, 11-man solid rotation. So, you know, it's nice to have six games on the slate so that for this will be the second team that I can just, uh, out of bitterness and the fact that I don't like the, the – uh, the, you know, the, the depth of this team to know who to count on. I'm passing on the Nuggets. Hell with them. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I just don't – I don't feel confident in any of their starters uh, playing big minutes. It, there's just no point for it. They don't need to. They're also playing the Phoenix Suns on top of it. So I'm with you. Um, like I said, though, I do I do have some small interest uh, in a couple of those guys coming off the bench. Um, Grant probably being my favorite. Excellent. 
And then, of course, I'm going to continue to ride this this money train because they've made a lot of money for me in the preseason. Uh, I am going to play a combination of three different suns, uh, or actually four different suns. Uh, you know, two in in one lineup, two in another, and flip around a few of them. But they sat most of their guys last game. Uh, the only two that are listed as out right now are Dario Saric. And my, my man, Tyler Johnson, he got hurt toward the end of that last game. So those two guys are out. The other guys that sat Rubio, Booker, and eight in the last game, all three are in play for me, for sure. And Kelly Oubre looked like a, a stud. I know that he was the best player on the floor because all these guys sat out. But I just love the way he, he, he sort of had that Julius Randle attitude watching the game. Like he wanted every shot. He wanted every ball. Uh, and, and that excited me. So, you know, Phoenix again, you know, five-star team for me. I'm going to have some rotation of Rubio, Booker, uh, Ubre, and Aiton in my lineups, not stacking uh, all four of them by any stretch. I'll be using uh, two in one cash lineup and uh, two in another cash lineup and may, may roll three in a GPP. Um, I'm, I'm with you with the, the top dogs with, you know, Booker and Aiton. Um, I do have some interest in Ubre. I'm not going to really touch Ricky Rubio. Um, I think we kind of hinted at it a little bit before in a couple other shows where, uh, you know, for him to really get to his fancy ceiling, he needs to hit that 30 minute threshold. And that's just not going to happen. Not after the FIBA he had, there's, it's preseason. There's really no reason. Um, I think he's been averaging just about you know twenty minutes per game in the first two, so I'm yeah. I, I'm okay with just not you know not dealing with him. I think we have enough guards and point guards to go in different spots. So um, I think for me it's Ubre and Booker, and I do have some slight interest in uh, uh, Javon Carter. He's just been playing very well during the preseason, um, and I'm just expecting like I said, Rubio to only play twenty. Uh, Tyler Johnson's out, so he should pretty much be guaranteed his eighteen to twenty four minutes. All right, man. All right. We're good there. We go to game six on record pace. We're, we're kicking ass and taking names tonight. Um, all right. The Golden State Warriors at Los Angeles Lakers. And right now, the only two outs I have for Golden State are Looney and Burks. Uh, and Burks is not 100% out. Uh, Looney is. So, uh that's and I guess Collie Stein I think is still out. Is that correct? Yeah, he's going to be missing some time. Uh, probably when he, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. All right, man. Who do you got on the Warriors? Uh, well, we we already got confirmation that Marquise Chris uh, will be the starting center, I believe. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely think we have to think about that. He's actually been playing very well this preseason. He has. Uh, been. Yeah, he's been a, a big surprise. And it's actually going to be a fairly tough matchup for him going against Javale McGee. Um, that's who I'm expecting to be starting on the other side. So I, I will have some interest in him. He's probably going to be fairly chalky. He is pretty cheap. And everybody else, this news has got released um, earlier today or might even been yesterday. So everybody else knows that he's going to be starting. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to get off the Curry train right now. I told you I, I, I wanted to keep riding and I'm expecting huge things from him. But we also have to see that this is kind of set up for a narrative game for D'Angelo Russell. I know it's just preseason, but he's going back to L.A., the team that kind of gave up to him and shipped him off to uh, Brooklyn in the first place. And I'm expecting a, 
a decent shooting game has to fall one of these times for him. I mean, he's yeah. going to be a major part of the offense. He's got to be second in the in the team in shot attempts, and they want to get him going, and they want to get his confidence going um, heading into the regular season. So I will have some interest in Curry, Russell, and Chris. Um, Draymond is always just in play as well, um, and he's got a fair price tag. So those four guys for me, and that's really about it. Um, Jordan Poole, if you wanted to be a GPP flyer, uh, but I don't know if we need to get that cute on a six-game slate. Yeah, that's a lot of Warriors. So you, you got the Warriors loading up pretty much, huh? No, no. Well, that's what I mean. Not necessarily stacking, but if you wanted to play any combination of, uh, you know, two, even three of those guys, I, I wouldn't mind it. I expect um, I expect decent run out of these guys, given that it's a game against L.A. And it's in L.A. It's just kind of one of those, you know, prime time, even if it's just preseason. So. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, doubt if we saw 25 minutes from most of their starters. And if that's the case, having three of those, you know, warriors at 25 minutes can prove to be valuable. But uh, I would say two is where I feel comfortable, whether it's, you know, Curry and Draymond, Russell and Draymond. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily pair Draymond and Chris because I think they eat into each other's value. So one big and one guard seems like the way to go. How about this bizarre fact? And I looked it up twice because it made no sense to me. They, they play each other tomorrow, and then they play each other on Wednesday, and then they play each other on Friday. They play the last three preseason games for those two teams are against each other, uh, two in L.A. and one in Golden State. Does that make any sense? That's actually a great thing to bring up because that kind of just takes the wind out of my sails when I was like, oh, well, they're playing L.A. This is that's what I time. mean. That's why so, I brought it up. Is it, I'm glad like, you did. That's, why? That's a, yeah. And, you know, we're also talking about a team going against L.A. where they just saw Anthony Davis get hurt right in front of their face during a preseason game. So it wouldn't shock me if we see them be a little wary on any of their starters. And in turn, uh, the Warriors might feel the same if they're just, you know, they're not going to run out Steph Curry going against the backups too much if they don't need to. Um, yeah. It's, that's, it's, that's it's a little odd. tricky. It's it's an odd uh, scheduling scenario. There must be a reason for it. Uh, one, I you know I, that doesn't make sense to me. But for me, I you know I I mentioned in the very first game, D'Angelo Russell looked really nervous and very you know like a rookie just being I think in this in that new stage. Definitely some good progression in the second game. You know you could see some some things fall in a little bit more comfort level. I like the fact that he's progressing to this and in an up tempo. Uh, game with the Lakers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in some D'Angelo Russell. I think that he's a nice, uh, pretty safe play to play in the in the 20s and and get it done. Um, after that, you know, again, I I really think that that uh, Kerr's gonna use these these final three games against the Lakers uh, to to rotate a lot of guys. I mean, he knows pretty much now uh, what he's got and what his rotation is gonna be. You know, I, I know everybody's flavor of the month. Everybody's going to be in love with with Marquis, Chris. Just like, you know, the other day uh, I faded. Uh, everybody was in love. Who was the guy that, that I – Cam, uh, Cam Johnson? Was that, was, was that night? It, he went off the next one, but uh, yeah, I think it was Cam, Cam Johnson. Right, and he had like two that game, and then he yeah. did real well the next game. But – you know, I just think that Chris is still going to split time with Spellman, and you know, if they go small at all, Green will be there. So I'm I'm not a steer from our super super high owned Marquise Chris, although he's looked great. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just I, I know Curry. 
I stuck 40 in my eye when I faded him the other day watching that whole game. But it just doesn't make sense to me that he's going to push that hard and for that many minutes. There's no way in hell he gets that much of a run to put up a game like that again. I just don't believe it. So I'm going to go Russell, and that's really going to be about it for me for Golden State. All right. Um, yeah, I can't knock you there. I, I, like I said, I have some interest on Golden State side. I just think uh, with the tempo that some of these guys are going to have to score at the end of the day. And I just feel confident going with, you know, any combination of two of them, I think are going to be in most of my lineups. Not bad. All right. Lakers last team, obviously AD's out. Dudley's still supposedly out. Um, they, Kuzma's still out as well. And Troy Daniels, the sharpshooter, is out. And Taylor Horton Tucker, the, the young guy. So they have a boatload of injuries for uh, this early in preseason. That does not bode well. Um, who do you like for the Lakers? Um, I mean, obviously, we, LeBron James is playing. He's a guy that we always have to look at. Um, I'm, I'm a little weary on their side of the ball, like I said, after Davis got hurt. But I think what that really opens up is going to be room for the point guards. Um, it's not going to be as much point LeBron, I think, with Davis off the floor. I think we're going to need to see, especially with Kuzma out, we're going to have to see a little bit of LeBron playing power forward now. And if that's the case, we're going to see a little bit of Caruso and Rondo playing point guard alongside of him. So I think that's where we're going to get our edge in this game is playing you know, one of those two guys. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. probably lean more towards Caruso just because he's actually good at basketball. Rondo's really not. Um, yeah. but you know, Rondo can always just rack up those stupid assists and rebounds and those counting stats randomly. Uh, but I, you know, I, I would say Caruso is probably my favorite play on that side of the ball. JaVale McGee as well. Those two guys are the ones that I think most of my confidence is going to go into. Are you going to take JaVale McGee every single game now just because of that last year's debacle of when you cost me five figures? Uh, we well, well, I think I have to at this point. I think I'm blood in or blood out. I, I have I just not can't seen you fade one. him yet, dude. No, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I just love – he's a limited minutes kind of guy. So when we play JaVale McGee during the regular season, we're never expecting more than 24 minutes, and we know what kind of stats he could put up. Well, we're talking about preseason where best-case scenario of some players, they're getting 24 minutes. So when you're just talking about a point-per-minute producer with the way he could get blocks and steals and he just runs the floor very quickly, he's going to be a high-energy kind of guy, and that's that's kind of what a preseason guy is all about. So he just checks a lot of boxes for me when it comes to what I look for. He does. I'm, I'm actually going to use Javel again tomorrow uh, uh, as well, unless you're going to call me and talk me out of him. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Javel will be in, in some of my lineups. And my I have a 100% lock and load guy in all my lineups. I'll give you a guess who it is. I'm going to go with uh, – it has to be LeBron. It is LeBron. I, I just – he played like – 12 minutes or something ridiculous. And when Davis got hurt, he pretty much didn't go back in. I think he gets a run against Golden State. You know, I, I mean, he's healthy. He's fine. They traveled back. I think, you know, I think he gets a good 24 minutes, something like that. And obviously he can smash in those times. So I'm lock and load LeBron tomorrow. I'm Bron Bron day tomorrow for me uh, with a little JaVel McGee sprinkled in, brother. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to never knock a LeBron call. He's a guy he produces just across the board. Um, probably be very high-owned, and I'll probably have a good amount of shares of him as well. Fantastic. Well, I like the pace today. I think we're doing much better popping these games through, getting our points across, and, you know, 
we're we're also it's like preseason, you know, for us from the podcast side. We're we're getting all ready so that when we have these large slates, we can do them and, and give them justice and not be on here, you know, for an, a, a crazy amount of time. So awesome, man. You you are terrific. It's great to have you back uh, from being off yesterday. Uh, uh, tomorrow night I'm uh, my, is my uh, Han Solo coach all by himself night, which will be fine because there's only three games uh, on the slate. So that won't be bad. And then uh, you and I will be back at it uh, for a, another big six-game slate uh, Tuesday night for the Wednesday's action. So uh, any final words on your side, Mr. Apatria? Um, I would just I would just say proceed with caution at this point in preseason. You know, maybe maybe scale back a little bit as far as how much your bankroll you're using. It just gets a little bit, you know, fishier once it gets a little later in the preseason. Uh, you know, some teams decide that they want to, like you said, you know, do the starters and just play them 30 minutes. Other guys just completely rest, late scratch, all this kind of stuff. So um, it's a little bit easier when we have a little bit more of coach speak, I guess, at the beginning of the preseason, a little bit more of articles that are going to be hinting towards minute distribution. Um, it gets a little bit foggier as you go further in. It, it does. And, you know, again, there's lots of money to be made in the preseason. You know, we're, we're, we're kicking ass and taking names so far, and we want to finish up strong. But, you know, it's always about, you know, controlling that, managing that bankroll. Be smart with, uh, you know, what you're playing. You want to build a nice uh, little bankroll nest egg up for the beginning of the season a week from Tuesday. But you, you also don't want to go the opposite direction and dig a hole that you're you're chasing. So be smart. Like Mike said, that's great, great advice. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it done for you. We're, we're there. We're going to do it. All right. Well, terrific, man. I mean, thanks again to our, our sponsor, uh, fantasy draft and for hoop ball and our man, Dan, Dan Bespris behind the curtain, uh, pushing all the buttons for us. Uh, we've, we've got another good show under our belt. So, you know, thank you for joining us, uh, for, Another episode of Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Mike Apatria, I'm Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow for another day where we're looking to crush it in DFS. Good luck, guys. This has been a Hoopball presentation.